Today, on Commitment to Truth. Use me to speak to the world. Those who do not know you, Jesus, use me to speak to the world. And if you're not speaking to the world, you're not being used by God. And if you're not being used by God, chances are you have not allowed him to teach you and you're not allowing him to mold you. If you are not allowing him to speak through you as a man, woman, child, young, old, wherever you are in between, the bottom line is you and I have a responsibility to allow the Spirit of God to speak through us to a dying world. Welcome to Commitment to Truth, the teaching ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Each week, Pastor Cedric Brown and the pastoral team at Commitment Church strive to draw you into a deeper relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here is Pastor Cedric, lead pastor of Commitment Church, with today's message. You see, the Spirit of, if the Spirit of Christ dwells in you, He becomes your wisdom. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 30 says this, But it is due to Him that you are in Christ, who became to us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. So this wisdom that I'm referring to, if you've never put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, you just don't have it. And you won't have it until you first surrender your life to Him. But if you have surrendered your life to Him and He lives within you and you're not walking in this wisdom, it's not because it's not available to you, it's because you're not allowing it to re-adapt you on how to live life in a way that is honoring to him and helpful to you. You got to let him mold you. Amen? Mold me with your wisdom. But then look at Isaiah chapter 30 real quickly. Isaiah 30 verses 18 through 22. We're going to say it this way. Mold me with... Uh, with, uh, excuse me, mold me as your teacher or as my teacher. Mold me as my teacher. Isaiah 30, verses 18 through 22, it says, Therefore, the Lord longs to be gracious to you. You hear that? He longs to be gracious to you. And therefore, he waits on high to have compassion on you. For the Lord is a God of justice. How blessed are all those who long for him. He longs for us. We have to do what? Reciprocate by doing what? Longing for him. Verse 19. For you people in Zion inhabited in Jerusalem, you will weep no longer. He will certainly be gracious to you at the sound of your cry when he hears it. He will answer you. Although the Lord has given you bread of deprivation and water of oppression. In other words, you had to go through a season, Right? He, your teacher, will no longer hide himself, but your eyes will see your teacher. Your ears will hear a word behind you. Listen to what this is said. This is so wonderful. Saying, this is the way. Walk in it whenever you turn to the right and to the left. And you would desecrate your carved images plated with silver, and your cast metal images plated with gold, you will scatter them as filthy things and say to them, be gone. This is the way. Walk in it. 
This is the wonderful privilege God gives you and I. It's to have his voice in your ear saying, this is the way. And if you don't have that, two things. You don't have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. One. Two. Maybe three. You're not nurturing your relationship with Jesus Christ. Three. You don't trust them. You're just like, you're going to just do whatever you want to do. Our teacher wants to direct us. He, your teacher, the word teacher means to point to shoot with an arrow. He wants to point you and he wants to shoot you like an arrow exactly where you should be. Now, no one just arbitrarily shoots an arrow. They want to, they shoot the, the arrow to do what? Hit the target. So he's not just shooting you arbitrarily. He's shooting you in a direction so you can hit the bullseye. That's, his, that's what he wants. Listen to the impact of the teacher's curriculum. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 14 through 17 says this. All scripture, this is the t- teacher's curriculum. All scripture is inspired by God and beneficial for teaching, for rebuke, for correction, for training in righteousness. Why? Verse 17, so that the man or woman of God may be fully capable, equipped for every good work. Every good work. Good work that is honoring him and drawing others to him. Every good work. If today that you're trying to honor him on your job, Let the teacher teach you from his word. And he'll shoot you in the right direction every time. Like arrows, hitting a bullseye. Everything that you need in life, if it's for the good work, the word of God will be and should be your guide. It's your curriculum as a student. It has to be what you lean upon and rely upon more than any other text known to man. Has to be. And if you're not weighing what you're doing in your business and in your, for your future and your career and your marriage and your life and your family, if you're not weighing it against the text, you have to then question what kind of work are you up to? Is it good or not? Yet our teacher doesn't want to be rejected. You see, because he says he would no longer hide himself. Well, does God ever hide himself? No. We hide from him. When Adam and Eve sinned, did God hide from them? No, he pursued them. That's why he sent Jesus. He's ever pursuing us. He's ever pursuing this church. So it's, it's, it's not like, so when you hear this, it's almost like he's saying this rhetorically. He's like, no, I'm never hiding from you. You hiding from me. Why would he say to you and I, I'm your teacher, but then hide from you? It's never that way. The word hide means this, therefore. It says to be hidden from view, to be put in a corner, 
to be thrusted aside. That doesn't sound anything like the person who is hidden being what? God's not going to just put himself in a corner. He's not going to thrust, thrust himself aside. You follow me? That's why it's important to understand the definition of this word because it transfers the ownership and say, oh, the reason why he's hidden from view is because I have relocated. And many of us know what we're talking about there, right? Is that we don't hear from God. We don't, we don't see God move. It's because we have relocated, not him. relocated with our attitudes, right? Why are you grumbling and complaining? Why are you not content with what I've already given you, right? And, uh, uh, well, well, it's God hasn't moved. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's because we have hidden ourselves from his view. We have put him in a corner. We have thrusted him aside. Verse 21 says this, your ears, remember, were here a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. This is what he wants to do. Mow me as my teacher. God, teach me by directing me. And God, help me not reject your teaching anymore. Let me not reject your voice anymore. And then he is our teacher. Our teacher wants to be seen. So he doesn't want to be rejected, but he wants to be visible in our lives. He wants to be invited in our lives. In every situation, in every decision, he wants to be front and center. Acknowledge him in what? In all of your ways. Then he'll make it what? Straight. Not just some, but all. Right? So if my path isn't straight, Right. It, it's, it's sometimes very important to kind of, I like to say, do the backside of the verse. Acknowledge him in all your ways and you what? Make your pathway straight. My pathways aren't straight. Therefore, have I acknowledged him in all my ways? And if I haven't, or if they're not straight, I must go on that personal discovery and say, God, uh, where am I? thrusting you aside in? What have I taken you out of the equation? He wants to be seen. The word see in verse 20 means this, to see physically outside of oneself. So think about that. It is to, to see outside of myself, right? Not what I'm feeling, what I'm thinking, what I perceive, what I know personally, but I need to see him outside of myself. I need to see him outside of my pain. I need to see him outside of my perspective, out of my traditions. I need to see him outside of this. Out of my normalcies. I got to see them outside of my normalcies. Because many times, show me anywhere in the Bible that God did something normal. Because he would never be placed in a box. To see physically outside of oneself. Listen, it goes on to say, to see so that one can learn and know. 
It's a spiritual observation and comprehension by means of seeing visions. And yes, God does speak to us and show us visions and dreams. Or you could say he allows us to see the unseen. Moses had a longing to know and to see and to follow God. And listen to what uh, Moses says in Exodus chapter 33, verses 13 through 16. He says, if I found favor in your sight in any way, please let me know your way so that I may know you. Let me know your ways that I may know you. Listen, let me not just know your way so I can get some from you. What kind of relationship was that? I want to know you because I just want to know you. And in the beautiful part of any relationship is that everything about that person comes along with it. And in my humble opinion, that is probably one of the biggest struggles in the church today is that I want to know you, but God, I want to know partially you. I don't want to know the hard things. I don't want to know your wrath. I don't want to know your discipline. Just, just give me that part that somehow just benefits me. Right, it's kind of like when you date that wonderful, beautiful woman, you get married, then you start knowing all of her. <laughs> Right? It's like, oh, it sucks that I made make a mistake. No, you didn't. You now you just know her. Amen. Completely. But what you gonna do with that? Now that you know. Now that you know her fears that wig you out. That maybe it's not your fears, but it's her fears. Now you know her emotions. That maybe you're not emotionally you know attached to, but yet you follow me? It's it everything comes along with it. Everything comes along with our relationship with God. But here's the cool thing. He is all good. God is all good. So our responsibility is to be okay with knowing him in his fullness because knowing him in his fullness, even those things that I just can't wrap my head and heart around, he's still good. He's still good. So when Moses says, again, please let me know your ways so that I may know you. I want to know your ways because I want to get to know you better. So he goes on to say, in order that I may find favor in your sight, consider too that this nation is your people. And he, meaning God, said, my presence shall go with you and I will give you rest. Verse 15 says, then he, Moses, said to him, God, if your presence does not go with us, don't lead us up from here. For how then can it be known that I have found favor in your sight, I and your people? Is it not by your going with us so that we and I and your people may be distinguished from all other people who are on the face of the earth? Is it not by your going with us so that we and I, your people, may be distinguished from all the other people who are on the face of the earth? Wouldn't it be amazing that we added that part in our prayers? Is it God, can you move in my life 
so that I may be distinguished from all the other people who are on the face of this earth. Now, remember, when that happens, it still comes back to him. It, it, right? Because, oh, you're different. Well, why are you so different? It's because of him. Because I didn't dig my own well. I didn't build my own house. You follow me? I didn't do any of this by myself, so who could take the credit? Only God. You follow me? So it's just this wonderful circle. So our teacher desires to direct us, but we can't reject him. We must allow him to just do whatever he needs to do on the inside of us so that we can see him fully. Here's lastly, listen, after we're molded, after we're taught by the wonderful teacher, then he can start using us ultimately to reconcile the world. So I want us to, to really understand this, is that when God moves for, uh, through us and for us, it's ultimately for one goal only. So that he may be known in all the world. The ultimate goal. Do you realize that even our troubles in our lives are so that he may be known? You could be going through a season right now, nothing's going right. You know why? He wants to be glorified. Trust him. Trust him. But then on the other side, if, if you want God to move in some extraordinary way, you have to ask yourself why. Is it merely so I can have a more comfortable life? Have a life that I am pleased. My dreams are coming to pass. My goals are being accomplished. It really is not good enough in the eyes of a holy God. It's really shallow. It's very shallow to only be thinking that I want God to move so I can get something from God. Now, again, the beauty of the relationship with God is he does give us good things that comes along with it, but that cannot be our motive, right? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then all these things. But we can't say, God, give me things, give me these things, give me these things, and let me, let's bypass your righteousness, and bypass your kingdom. Just doesn't work that way. And remember, that's in every area of your life. Every area. Your children could be rebellion, rebelling, and if your prayers are simply, God, can you just stop them from rebelling because I just want to have a good night of sleep? Just doesn't work that way. God, can you fix this? Because at the end of the day, I want you to be glorified. God, I don't know how it's going to happen. I'm not even going to waste my time to figure out how it's going to happen. 
but somehow you just be glorified in it. And then go to sleep. And let God be God. And you know what that does as well? It'll preserve your relationship with your children. Because they'll see that you, you aren't wigging out. And you ain't trying to be controlling. And you're not trying to manipulate. Because that's what normally happens. You try to manipulate them, coerce them. Well, you know, if you do this, I'll give you this. Well, you know, i help you with this. i help you with that. And then we start all trying to maneuver and be God versus just, hey, God, you be glorified. Apparently, you're in full control. You know exactly what my child needs. You know exactly what they need. You are their answer. I know you're their answer. I can't force them to, to accept you as the answer. But you know what, God? I'm just going to lay it at your feet and say to you right now, God, you be glorified in their life in whatever unique way you want to be glorified. And go to sleep. In that moment, what we've done is given God permission to be God. Because at the end of the day, our end game must be, God, you're doing this in me, so you do something through me. Hello, my name is Sarah Vega, and I am the Administrative and Executive Director here at Commitment Church. I hope you've enjoyed today's message by Pastor Cedric Brown. If you didn't know, Pastor Cedric also sends out encouraging videos weekly. We call these the Weekly Wire. We can send these encouraging videos directly to you by subscribing at www.loveallnations.org. Here's an example of the encouragement you'll receive. Everybody, this is Pastor Cedric of Commitment Church with another Weekly Wire. Have you ever bought that new product, that new chair, that new desk, and you tried to put it together on your own without using the instruction manual that is inside that box? Well, listen, I know I must admit, I do that all the time. I try to use my own intellect, my own insight, and try to put together that chair on my own without following the instructions. Listen, the children of Israel, they had the same problem. They were leaving Egypt, entering the wilderness, heading towards the promised land. And God spoke these words to Moses to say to the people. He said, how long will you refuse to obey my commands? How long will you refuse to listen to my instructions? Listen, as we're all heading into a new day, a new season in our lives, it's so important that we humble ourselves to listen to the voice of God, to follow the instructions that God gives us in His Word and also through His still small voice. I want to encourage you today not to hesitate when God speaks to you, not to put it on the back burner, but always be that person that will ultimately never refuse the instructions of God. We hope you enjoyed the sample of our Weekly Wire. Again, to subscribe to your weekly inspiration, refreshment, and encouragement, please visit www.loveallnations.org. Thank you again for listening to our series, From Commitment to Truth, the teaching ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. Please tune in next week to hear the continuation of our series, Refreshing. It's what we need and what we should give. If you want to listen to the previous messages in this series, or if you want to hear messages from other series, visit Commitment Church on YouTube or Pastor Cedric Brown on Spotify, Pandora, or other podcast providers. You can also visit us on our website, commitmentchurch.org. And if you live in the Philadelphia, Delaware, or South Jersey area, we would love to see you in person as well. 
You can attend any of our services by visiting us at 2 Berlin Road South, Lindenwald, New Jersey, 08021. Thank you again for listening, and have a blessed and wonderful day.